As temperatures begin to warm up, critters that sleep through the winter begin to wake up. That includes 13 different species of frogs and toads across Michigan. The southeast part of the state is home to about 10 of those species. Michigan Department of Natural Resources conducts an annual frog and toad count. Lori Sargent is a wildlife biologist with the DNR, and she tells me that the health of frog and toad populations is indicative of the overall health of its habitat and surrounding ecosystem. They are considered to be uh, sort of like the canaries in the coal mine for wetlands uh, quality and water water quality because they're very sensitive to uh, pollution and changes in the environment and they absorb air and chemicals and everything right through their skin, so they're affected pretty quickly by anything that's um, toxic. Explain the difference between a frog and a toad. Frogs pretty much have to live in wet areas. They have to keep their skin wet all the time, um, so they pretty much live their whole life in and are around a wet area. Toads are drier. They don't have to be wet all the time. They basically spend much of their adult life on land, um, whereas you know, they, they do need the water for egg laying and for their tadpoles to, to um, grow up. And they hibernate over the winter, correct? Yes, they all hibernate. Why do they pee on you when you pick them up? <laughs> That's um, a defensive mechanism. <laughs> they're afraid you're going to eat them, and if they, they figure you know, they're going to do that, then they'll, you'll let them go. So how many different species of frogs and toads do we have in, in Michigan, and specifically southeast Michigan? Well, we have 13 species, um, and there's no place in the state that has all 13 species, like uh, mink frogs, for example, are only found in the Upper Peninsula. So in the southeast part of the state, there would be about 10 species found there. You're gearing up for the annual frog and toad survey. What information do you gather during the survey? It's a calling survey. So just like birds, uh, male frogs will call in the springtime, which is their breeding season. They will call to attract mates. Females do not call or sing, and so they're attracting the females and or they're um, establishing a territory. So they're just like birds. So you're asking people who are participating to just be listening for those calls? Correct, yeah. All we're doing is listening. We're going out at night uh, when they're calling at their peak. And, and yes, you know, frogs do call during the day. But at night, they're calling to, at their peak, or more of them call at larger volumes. So we're going out just after sunset, going along a 10-site route and listening for the different species of frogs. We don't have any poisonous frogs in Michigan, do we? No, no, nothing poisonous. What did last year's data from the, the frog and toad survey show you? Well, basically, we're pretty steady on most of the species, but we still have some species that are not heard very often, like Fowler's toads on the west part of the state. The mink frogs are lower in number, copescurry tree frogs, blanchers, cricket frogs. But, you know, it's all been pretty steady. The species that, you know, have not been heard very much are continuing to be not heard very much. And, the, like, the very common species like spring peepers and green frogs, you know, they're still being heard at higher numbers. How would one get involved in the survey? You need to contact me, either email me or call, and I will send you information. Um, it's also available on our website, the instructions and everything you need to set up a route. You're setting up your own route by following the instructions. So you can go wherever there are wetlands near your house or wherever you want to go. 
and you find 10 sites, and um, then you go out three times during the spring. I will send you a CD with all the frog calls from which you learn all the species and uh, your data sheets and, you know, some other things. What a great family activity. Yes, actually, we have lots of families and, and lots of people that, that teach their kids at home. Then even some classrooms, teachers with their classrooms of all ages.